0: Come!
1: challenge that apparently has resulted in hundreds of cases of poisoning at hospitals around the country. Teenagers have been having to haven't, haven't go to the emergency room from doing this, so state legislators are asking that each pod be individually wrapped with a warning label on it. And I'll tell you right now, that's not going to do anything. That's... <laughs> The teenagers who are reading Tide Pods don't care about warning labels, and the little kids who eat them can't read, so it doesn't do any. I have a simpler solution. How about we just make people less stupid? That's, I mean, they do look delicious, though. They look like a delicious, refreshing mint. So there's that. <sighs> yeah. A couple of follow-up things from the text line, which is four one five two nine five KFTC, and as we learned earlier in the show, I take every text as uh, a <clears throat> solidly researched fact.
2: So I just run with it. Terrible scandal earlier this
1: morning. and I hope you missed it. You are to the text line as Ron Burgundy is to the teleprompter. <laughs> exactly. Go well yourself. said, San Diego. Uh, Comfort Hamsters playing tonight. Uh, they go on at nine. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. a good band name. Yeah, love them. Um, but so the uh, California Assembly member, who's the leader of the hashtag Me Too, who's been getting drunk and feeling people up. Yeah. We got a number of texts from people who uh, are aware of her act. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a female lobbyist and know numerous male lobbyists that she has drunkenly propositioned and grabbed in the crotch at events. All are uncomfortable with coming forward or filing complaints because they need to protect their clients. She is despicable, and I am not a rando. And, yes, she is toad-like.
2: That is from a female <coughs> lobbyist. Oh, my. Really oh, my. Girl-on-girl girl violence there. I hate to see that. Yeah. Yeah, well, that the, but that, You cannot be cynical enough about politicians. No, you can't.
1: And the, there's there's plenty of reason for you not want anybody to uh, to grab your privates. Can you see my privates? Can you, can you? You don't want somebody to grab your privates. But it is just a fact that good-looking men and good-looking women get away with that.
2: And unattractive people don't. It's just studies show that. Yeah, but drunken crank-grabbing at, like, adult events. Not like porno (laughs) events, like, where people are expected to act like adults. That's just way out of line. That's crazy behavior. Oh, it's pretty crazy behavior, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it means you're you're you're, out of control. You're a young person trying to work your way up in in government, and all of a sudden this powerful member of the assembly starts grabbing your junk? How are you supposed to handle that? If you go crazy, you know, and anger her or embarrass her, you get fired. Yeah, I know she shouldn't have grabbed your crank, but now we, the liquor distributors of north-central eastern California, have no friends in the Capitol. Get out! That's how it goes. Hey, you wiggle out
1: of the situation and stay away from her when she's drunk. If you're a dude, if you're a woman, that's a completely different situation. Is it
2: completely different? Yes. Or is it? It is. Okay. Or is it? So you got this young college girl. She shows up for a spirit airlines flight. She got her comfort hamster with her. And apparently. Oh, well, allegedly, she'd call the airline. She'd so kind of bring my hamster. They said yes. Yeah. She gets there, they say no. The airline changed her 10 a.m. flight to a later one to give her time to make arrangements for the animal. This uh, young gal, who looks about like you'd expect, whatever that means, uh, tried to call friends, and she was hours away from friends who could help, wasn't able to rent a car, taking a Greyhound bus would take days, and it was cold out. A Spirit employee told her, you got to let Pebbles the hamster go outside or flush her down the toilet. This woman, this young gal. That is a of, tough situation. I'm at the plane.
1: I think I can bring my hamster on the plane. They say you're not getting on the plane with this hamster. Right. I'm determined to go where
2: I'm going. What do I do with my hamster? Mm, well, you can either let it go outside and freeze or flush it down the toilet. This uh, young gal thought it'd be inhumane to let the animal freeze outside. Decided to flush her in an airport toilet, That's she told her. She was scared. I was scared. It was horrifying trying to put her in the toilet, she Jeez. told the newspaper. I was that emotional. Was... I was crying. I sat there for a good ten minutes crying in the stall. That's the best thing you can come up with? Ah, if I had a dime for every time I sat crying in a toilet stall, <laughs> please. <laughs> Spirit <laughs> Airlines acknowledged that an employee did incorrectly tell her that her hamster could accompany her, but vehemently denies one of its employees told her to kill the animal.
1: I can see saying that. I don't know. You can't bring it on. What am I supposed what to do? What am this? I supposed to do with my I don't know? Answer. Let it what go I, to do it? I don't know. Let it go outside, flush it down the toilet. I don't know. It's not my hamster, it's yours. I can see saying that and that is that, that is not a directive that you then need to follow. It's your hamster. The airline. The, 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 what that's hmm. saying is, is you got you can't come home with the hamster. Find something to do with it. Not my problem. That's what they're saying. Right. They're not ordering you to flush the toilet. Uh, this
2: crazy. The airline outlines its policy online, including that it does not allow snakes, reptiles, rodents, ferrets, or spiders. Comforts.
1: Hamsters, of course. are a spider. What comfort spider? A gerbil. Mm.
0: I can't believe this
1: girl mm-hmm. actually flushed it down the toilet. That's horrifying.
2: According to the attorney. Although I don't
1: know what I would do. Well, first of all, I wouldn't show up to the airport with my hamster. Um, But I don't know what you would do. Um, Put it in one of those luggage things with air holes. How long are you going to be gone? Nice job, air (laughs) hole.
2: According to the attorney, uh, this was a highly stressful situation. People react in a lot of different ways. She's only 21 years old, a kid still. What's a hamster cost you a buck 80? He said she got a replacement hamster since the incident, but is still upset. She's distraught. That, that seems to be missing the point. People <laughs> are bothered by this because of the animal cruelty. Getting another one does
1: not negate that. It's not her yeah. lack of owning a hamster that's let's, really the issue.
2: Forgive and forget. Move on with our lives. <laughs> we'll remember little pebbles fondly,
1: certainly. Well, for all I know, hamster flushing is an event at the Winter Olympics in South Korea this year, Um, and we're going to have a report live from South Korea coming up. Let's allow plenty of time for that, because
2: uh, we're going to ask them all kinds of the the tough questions. We're going to ask the hard questions. And while Republicans have joined Democrats in voting the United States into bankruptcy, many cities in your progressive states are going to be leading the charge Warnings coming of unfunded pension liabilities, the poo oh, hitting the fan, and soon. God, yeah, yeah. We, we've talked about this over
1: the years, the debt bomb that is states and cities across this country. This is all going to hit. It's going to, uh, like dominoes, it's going to build on each other, and we're going to have
2: just a devastating attack that we brought on our own country. Congress flushed the hamster of fiscal discipline down the toilet last night. And we're going to have to live with the consequences. Wow. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. This is Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West.
1: earlier in the show, I'm going to put aside the uh, fact that the whole Olympics thing is corrupt top to bottom. I mean, if there's anything we've learned over the years, that whole Olympic Committee thing is just an opportunity to get rich and have countries lavish cash and uh, gifts on you as you choose cities and ignore various things that happen. Well, if I were on the Olympic Committee,
2: that's precisely what I would do. Because it doesn't matter? Well... <laughs>
1: Supply and
2: demand, you want the Olympics, come to papa. Yeah. yeah. And,
1: uh, and then the whole athlete's cheating, so many of them are, and then they get caught, and sometimes they get booted, and sometimes they don't, and lots of countries do it, and so there's that whole thing. But, so you ignore that for the time being, and you just think about <clears> the, <throat> you know, the kid that's worked their tail off for their whole lives to try to see if they could be the best at some sport that is not going to make them any money. Right,
2: right. And it's a pretty cool, you know, what's under recognized by uh, the sports watching layman, I think, is the mental strength that these people have when they finally get there. And it's finally time. The fact that they don't freak out or lose faith in their technique or panic or, you know, that it's amazing. Funny
1: you should bring that up. That's an interesting, well, we'll talk about that when we're done with our guest who's uh, in South Korea, because that's an interesting That's an interesting aspect of it.
2: Steve Futterman, CBS News correspondent, is in South Korea covering the Olympics and joins us now. Steve, welcome. How are you? Great talking, Jeff. I haven't talked to you for a while. Yeah, it's it's been a while. It's always good to hear from you. So, uh, listen, did you get a chance to take in the opening ceremonies and the Korean teams walking in together and that sort of thing?
3: Yeah, it was actually uh, quite a uh, quite a moment when they both walked in together, north and south, wearing neutral uniforms marching behind a a neutral flag that uh, basically displayed the outline of both Koreas and uh, whether this will mean something, whether this will lead to substantive change. I mean, probably you would bet against it, but you never know if you're old enough to remember ping pong diplomacy in the 1970s that actually led to the loosening and making of relations between the u.s and mainland china that was a ping pong team that went to what at that time we called red china led to richard nixon going to uh beijing to meet with uh, the chinese leaders and eventually the u.s uh, established relations with china
2: right. how'd the crowd react to the teams marching in together
3: Oh, very, very positive. Uh, And obviously, this is a country, South Korea. There are people who do not feel that uh, President Moon's conciliatory gestures to the North are are a wise thing. But uh, when they marched in, I think it was just uh, people forgot maybe their differences. And just like the symbolism of the moment, having the two teams marching together, lots of smiles. uh, They were one for a brief moment.
1: So uh, Fathead Dictator's uh, sister was there. And uh, how is she being treated?
3: very nicely uh the uh president president moon when he walked in as the head of state of the host country You are introduced and you walk in with, in this case, the head of the IOC, uh, Bach, Thomas Bach. And uh, he shook hands with her. And this is a handshake that will be seen in newspapers around the world tomorrow. And it's already had some reverberations. Again, we don't know if this is going to mean anything. Sometimes uh, remarkably innocent gestures can make a difference. We just don't know. it. We'll analyze this more properly probably in a number of months and maybe even a number of years.
2: And tell us about the scandal-plagued Russian team marching in, the few that uh, are participating.
3: Well, it's not a few. There's 168. They are not marching under the Russian flag or technically representing the Russian nation. They are being given a generic name of athletes from Russia, uh, and uh, they are they are. Again, they we know they're Russians, and uh, they will compete, and uh, they will probably do very well in a number of events. But uh, technically, they are not representing the country of Russia, and they are marching under the Olympic flag.
2: And, Steve, I would appreciate it if you would personally test their urine, because I do not trust them. I <laughs> um, have.
1: <laughs> I, I have been confused about the North Korean team, so that it was decided just weeks before the Olympics started that North Korea was going to have a team. Did they have anybody that was practicing ski jumping or any of these things, or did they just grab well, some they, random yeah. people?
3: No, they do have some athletes, and in fact, I think they have some fairly decent, uh, I think they have a Paris figure skating team, which is uh, quite good, for the most part, uh, these are not going to be athletes that are going to be really threatening for getting on the podium, winning medals or anything like that, but they've won medals in the past. Again, not a big sports power, and... uh, this is sort of like I said, a symbolic gesture. Uh, the South did not want problems from the North. Uh, this was a way to uh, alleviate that effort and maybe make some political progress. We'll see.
2: Friend of mine went to Korea for the first time recently and absolutely loved it. Have you been before, Steve? And how do you like it?
3: I was, yeah, I was actually here the last time they had the Olympics in mm. 1988. Uh, it's a, it's a very nice country. Uh, uh, people who are very enthusiastic about making this country work. Obviously, they have a, a, a big issues with North Korea. People here are under a constant threat. You know, the two countries have never uh, signed a peace treaty. They're still technically a war following the Korean conflict, as I guess we call it. But uh, they've never uh, signed a peace treaty, so technically they are still at war. And people here live with a certain kind of fear all the time.
2: Steve Futterman of CBS News covering the Olympics in South Korea. Steve, great to talk. Uh, Enjoy. Let's do it again as the games
3: progress. Sounds good. Have a great weekend.
2: Thanks. You too. And the North Korean ice
1: dancing team has not taken the ice yet. It seems they're backstage stuffing their pockets full of food from the buffet, hoping not to starve to death. Isn't there going to that just seems pretty weird to me? I mean, if their soldiers are starving to death, which we've learned fairly recently, how are their athletes not in
2: pretty bad shape? I wonder if they got the tapeworms. Right.
1: Mm. Uh, so you you do your ice skating. You're kind of looking around, seeing the exit are. You go down there. You oh do my. a flip.
2: You skate. You just you just start running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> running on your skates across the parking lot. Yeah, I, yeah, I wonder what's going on there. Because I remember remember back in the Cold War days, uh, if you're old enough to remember this, there would be the semi-frequent uh, uh, defection of athletes. And it would be incredibly exciting and or scandalous. They'd and run out and get deal. in a car, and the car would drive off, that sort of thing. Right, whisk them away, and then they're in the basement of an embassy, allegedly. And uh, Yeah, it was exciting.
1: Um, uh, getting back to what you were talking about, the mental thing. I was was, uh, watching the Olympics last night in the, uh, some ice skater dude who was supposed to be the gold medal favorite, although I just saw him fall flat on his back a few minutes ago. Spoiler alert. Um, the mental thing is so much of it. With all sports, I guess it always has been, but it's kind of interesting because if you really wanted to know who the best ice skater in the world, wouldn't it make more sense that they they do their routine and then they submit a video of their best routine and you compare them all and say, that guy's the best ice skater in the world? To make them do it at that moment under the lights is kind of a different test.
2: Yeah, that's always been part of sports, Jack. I say sport to sound more sophisticated. (laughs) It is. It's always been part of it, but that's an interesting question. How about you give them up to five chances? And if they nail it on the second one, they say, I'm good. Yeah. But maybe the guy takes five chances, but then he performs the uh, rarely seen uh, septuple lutz. If the guy can, yeah. spins around on his head like a breakdancer and then lands square on his skates, I mean, you got to give the medal to him. If the guy can do the,
1: the, 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 the quadruple nine times out of ten, but yeah. misses it in the Olympics... The other person who can do it one time out of ten, but lands at the Olympics, why are they a better ice skater? Because they showed
2: up, man. Because they got guts. The time came and they answered the bell. Is there <laughs> a bell in figure skating? <laughs> I don't know.
1: I think they wear bells. Right? Oh, some that, do. That's, that's another question. And uh, yes, yeah, some of them are gay. Well, Would no, you leave it they're, alone. They're all, uh, oh, uh, that's flamboyantly, flamboyantly gay. Oh, I'm and sorry.
2: I, just, I wonder what is it about being gay that goes with that? It's fancy. So it it attracts. Uh, what? Don't look at me like that. It attracts people who enjoy being fancy.
1: I just thought that was interesting because, and I don't know that these guys are gay, but I was watching some of the preliminary ice skating last night, and it would appear that most of the gentlemen are are gay, and um, and that's always been the case. And I don't care. It doesn't make any difference. Yeah, who gives a damn? But they're just they're exquisite athletes. What's the correlation between ice skating and being gay? Is it a genetic thing, or is it just? It became that way somehow, and so straight dudes tend not to go practice that. Gay well, guys do or I, something. We both like grew- airline stewards or right. stewardesses. Right. Yeah. There seems to be a very much of an emphasis on the aesthetical
2: beauty of a, of an ice routine, right? Sure. Like it's fancy. It, it, it needs to be pretty. It's dancing. It's fancy. I will tell you this you grew up in a wintry climate, as did I. As a youth. You got all right. You got to picture all the Utes of Chicagoland where I grew up. You got a certain number of Utes who like uh, to ice skate. Okay, now let's subdivide that group between Utes who like a stick in their hand and whack a puck as hard as they can, and those who want to put on pretty costumes and twirl around something that includes glitter. Right, exactly, and and there you have it, and that's fine, and and everybody gets their uh, gets their sport and their exercise, and sure, we are the world. Cardiovascular health exactly um saw the guy last night uh, he had glitter on his face
1: and like some sort of spangly things in his hair. oh boy, it was fancy there's mm. no doubt it was fancy, mm. but he probably not was going to go the ho- not going to go the hockey route, which is not that fancy.
2: probably never had any interest in it, right, which hockey is, fine, is I don't not care. fancy. I just
1: thought it was interesting correlation, not causation as Sean is always pointing out right, right? hmm. hmm. So, so they've solved that one. That's gotta take some of the fun out of for NBC. I think they're really gonna build up this one guy as yeah. the big deal. Yeah. He landed all his quadruples, and he is
2: flat on his back. Yeah. They all sprawled out on the ice. So. Although, is this like, because there are different, there's team skating, and then there's the compulsories and whatever. But You I can
1: mean. have one big fall, and you're just done, I mean, yeah. in the ice skating, cause Yeah. it's total points and all that. So what's coming up in your news, Marshall?
4: Phillips? Well, President Trump signs off on that massive new spending bill. We've got more on Rand Paul's impassioned effort to stop its passage. Scientists have created Superwood, and San Francisco is letting it all hang out on Valentine's Day. Oh, no. Of course. Stories God. coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty.
1: Uh, Rand Paul gave some a hell of a speech yesterday. Yep. Oh, in the middle of the night, really. But. Lone voice of sanity in a big white building full of crackheads. Yeah, and criticized by everyone for doing it. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Yes, typical uh, a figure skater. Narrow waist, bolero jacket, glitter vest, hmm. spandex pants, super tight.
2: You know, I almost wore that to work this
1: morning. <laughs> the bolero jacket. Yeah, mm. so we've got to get that. It's fine jacket. LAPD actually submitting three sexual assault cases to the DA on Harvey Weinstein. Oh, my. That guy's going to actually end up in jail. I I hope so. Oh, he should. He's He's a rapist. He's been a rapist for decades. Allegedly. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips.
4: Well, President Trump has signed off on that budget bill passed by Congress early this morning. Massive additional funding for the military
2: and domestic programs. Let us know when that massive audit of the Pentagon... To free up. Unimaginable amounts of wasted money happens. Please, feel free to wake me if I'm napping. Senator Rand Paul
4: managed to stall the vote in the Senate for hours last night, arguing passionately against the spending bill and how it will affect the country's future. I can't in all good honesty and all good faith just look the other way because my party is now complicit in the deficits. But really, who's to blame? Both parties. We have a 700-page bill that no one has read that was printed at midnight. No one will read this bill. Nothing will be reformed. The waste will continue, and government will keep taking your money
2: irresponsibly and adding to a $20 trillion debt. There was a very wise provision included in the bill, though, that uh, said you could depreciate the value of your racehorse over three years, if you'd like to. So it's a good thing racehorse owners were taken care of. Jeez. Oh, Fellow Republican House Speaker Paul Ryan was on the
4: totally opposite end of this argument.
2: Republicans and Democrats coming together on a true compromise measure. I think that's a thing to celebrate. There you go. I, I, yeah, hey, let's all get together and rob a liquor store. Let's do something morally reprehensible, but at least it's bipartisanship.
4: The White House has not given out a lot of details about the departure of Staff Secretary Rob Porter. Porter facing domestic abuse allegations from two of his former wives. White House spokesman Raj Shah defended government security background checks yesterday, but added there are things the White House could have done better. Shah is saying at one point, though.
1: His background investigation was ongoing. He was operating on an interim security clearance. His clearance was never denied, and he
2: resigned. Shaw stringing together a lot of words there. As, I, oh, oh, listen to the liberal media. Listen, I don't know what a provisional <laughs> security clearance means. I don't know if that's a really common thing or not. But this guy did vet like everything that crossed the president's desk. Yes. I mean, the most classified of classified stuff that the president sees, perhaps, was seen by this geek who didn't have a full security clearance. But again, I don't know. Does that happen all the time or not? I don't know. I'd have to know. He sounds like a scumbag, though. As He's for wife beater. As for what the
4: chief of staff, John Kelly, knew and when he knew it, Shaw says Kelly didn't become fully aware of the allegations against Porter until this week. But when pressed further, Raj told the reporters,
1: I'm not going to get into the specifics um, regarding uh, who may have known uh, what pieces of information, because they were all part of an ongoing background check
4: investigation. Okay, not going to get into specifics. Did you watch any of this uh, presser yesterday with you? Yeah, him? I did. Yeah, Where did this guy come from? Uh, he, yeah, I think he was actually a supporter of another Republican candidate during the presidential race. Is he going to be
1: a new person we start seeing regularly? Because yeah. he's, he's pretty good at handling that stuff. He's yeah. okay. Yeah, I he's, was going to say he danced around. Well, that's what I thought. I, I thought, he was, no spicy. I thought yeah. he was a good dancer. I thought he was a good dancer. Yeah, no, um, no spicy indeed. Uh, John Kelly uh, saying earlier in the week that the dude is was of the highest integrity. Not a not a quote you like to have out there. So, so right. Here's an interesting wrinkle. This guy is now currently in a relationship with Hope Hicks, the, right. White, the White House Communications Former Director. Former model turned yes. something in the White House. The hot,
2: hot one above Raj Shaw, White House Communications right. gal. But and behind the Huckabee woman.
1: And I believe she was the one, or she helped craft the statement that right, Pence right. said, yeah. kind of
2: forgiving or that not forgiving, Kelly, that's the wrong word. The, Kelly, the, I'm sorry. Yeah. Staff, yeah. So, yeah, she wrote the glowing, he's one of the finest people who's ever Ooh. lived and he is yeah. so handsome. Yeah. And they put it out under General Kelly's name. So
1: Kelly was counting on her to give him, you know, an assessment of how things are. She says, "Oh no, he's great." But she's dating the guy. Did he yes. know
2: he was slipping her bill, his bill through her legislature? I'm at guessing. The time, or I'm what? guessing not. No. Well, well, I thought it's it's one of those open secrets. I don't know.
4: Uh, hope Hicks was also supposedly involved in the uh, in the uh, reply to charges about the meeting with the Russians. Remember oh, right. when they
1: yeah. were... She yeah. was when,
2: on Air Force One yeah. managing then I would yeah.
1: like to know what her thinking is. Now we're just into The Bachelor or that sort of thing. But she, right. So she's dating a guy who beat up two wives. You're thinking he either didn't do that, or he's going to stop now, or he's changed, or I wonder what you're or thinking.
2: Or they had it coming,
1: uh, or okay. what? How, how do you get uh,
2: past that? I don't know. Well, he beat both of his previous wives, or so it's claimed, but... You know, I think he's he's calmed down now. He's changed. I I can't imagine what she's thinking.
4: Scientists in Maryland say they've invented a new kind of super wood that is so strong it could stop a bullet. They claim in their study it's 12 times stronger than normal wood. It could be used in cars, airplanes, and even body armor.
2: Well, does it grow literally from the ground like a tree? Or is it, uh, I mean, what do you mean wood? Uh, apparently,
4: it's been genetically engineered. Huh. They sat around and, uh, you know, have managed to create this wood that they claim I'll be dang. is as strong as steel or even titanium alloys. But
0: you can grow it.
4: Yeah. Is that what you're claiming? Apparently so. I got to get one of these super. Wood- uh, the uh, the Maryland scientists say they've invented it, so you know they put it together somehow. But uh, we'll have to find out more about this. Take super that
1: woodpeckers destroying my trees. Now your little beaks <laughs> turned up. How
4: <Hiya>,
0: you? <laughs> like
4: that? Hey, what better way to celebrate Valentine's Day next week than walking around San Francisco naked? I can City think of a of- hundred, but go on. City officials have indeed approved the permit for the annual nude Valentine's parade that features about a hundred people uh, in past years. Wearing nothing more than paint and holding signs promoting peace, love, and nakedness.
2: Friggin' weirdos. Put your junk away. Weirdos. Freedom is freedom of expression. It's freedom of thought. It's differing political opinions being heard generously. It's not showing your penis or your vagina. That's not what liberty is, you bunch of weirdos. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's the sixth
4: year for the parade that started out as a protest against the city restrictions on public nudity that were imposed in 2013. All right, All right.
2: fine. Just carry a, a bucket along in a shovel and scrape the poop off the sidewalk. While you're walking along. There you
4: go. That's a wrap. at your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong at Getty Show, the voice of the West. There you
3: go.
1: I'm excited to see that old Harvey is going to get actually charged, it looks like. I I although, so. I think they had a lot of this information back in the day and didn't do anything about it. Because he's powerful. Yep, such as being rich and powerful, huh? Mm-hmm. So, I didn't get to some of the things from the Olympics over the weekend. I can give you a heads up when, what's on. If you want to make your planning ahead of time, I'm going to my. Hoping to watch a lot of it with my kids. Ski jumping, kids like ski jumping. love Little it. boys. I love it. Downhill, yes. Yeah, so probably not as much figure skating. I can watch some. Tired of it pretty quick. Uh, our text line is 415 295 KFTC. You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: This is Armstrong and Getty,
2: the voice of the West.
0: Well,
2: the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Chipotle claims that because of the new Republican tax plan, it's going to give employees one-time bonuses of between
2: $250 and $1,000 to all their employees. So congratulations,
3: Chipotle employees. Amazing. Quite a good.
1: You can now afford guac. It is pricey. Um, The number of stories that are out there, just kind of just out there, you know, seeping into the consciousness about bonuses and raises and stuff like that because of the tax cut. Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting to see where that all ends up
2: in terms of the way people feel about things. I am optimistic. I rarely do this, but I'm just going to read something to you because it covers it so beautifully. When the mainstream media screws up a gun-related story, writes... Well, it's either John Bach or Lee Williams. This is weird the way it's written anyway. uh, When the media screws up a gun-related story, I'll usually fire off some slings, arrows, and snark from afar. But this time I had a ringside seat. Strange tale began when a young reporter at a rival newspaper in our area got her hands on an incident report from the Manatee County, Florida Sheriff's Office. According to the report, several employees from Goodwill, Minnesota, were shocked when they discovered, quote, a loaded grenade launcher. I believe we did that story. I believe we did, inside a box of donated items. Manatee County Sheriff's Deputy Sandra Keller was dispatched to the store where she was met by the manager. Keller wrote in her report, quote, I observed a grenade launcher while in her office that did have a grenade inside that had not been fired. I was able to remove the the grenade from the launcher. Deputy turned over the launcher to her agency's property division, et cetera. The young reporter wrote, quote, Goodwill employees discovered a grenade launcher loaded with a live grenade this past weekend in a load of items donated at the Bradenton store, according to blah, blah, blah. So far, understandable, is in the police report. But things start to go off the road and into the ditch right about now. The photo or paper used with the story shows a Ukrainian soldier firing a real grenade launcher mounted under the barrel of an AK-74. What that picture has to do with the Goodwill story is something I'll never understand. But, of course, the AP circulated the story to all their members, including my newspaper, which prompted an early morning text from my boss. Do we have this? He wrote, somewhat concerned. I'd bet my life it was a toy airsoft replica or a Nerf gun, I told him. A few minutes later, after the good folks at Goodwill sent me a picture of the quote-unquote grenade launcher, my suspicions were confirmed. The device is a toy Airsoft replica of the military's M203 grenade launcher, I wrote my story. It was made by ICS Airsoft in Taiwan. My newspaper published my story, which revealed that the loaded grenade launcher was indeed really just a toy. You would think that would have ended all the drama, but you'd be wrong. Once the mainstream media gets energized about a gun-related story, even if the facts are completely wrong, there's no stopping them. Newsweek published the young reporter's original story, the wrong one, with the picture of some poor woman in a gun shop holding an inert Soviet RPG. (laughs) Technically, I suppose an RPG is a grenade launcher of sorts, even though it's an anti-armor projectile system that's propelled by a rocket. The New York Post continued with the Warsaw Pact theme. They published the wrong story with a picture of a Ukrainian Fort 600A grenade launcher. Russia Today used a picture of a six-barrel grenade launcher when they ran the AP version of the fictional story. I think that's one I saw. Making matters worse and far sillier, the young reporter who had started this whole mess evidently realized her mistake and decided she needed to correct her original story a bit. But instead of doing the right thing and issuing a correction, she wrote another story titled A Few More Details About The Grenade Launcher Found At Goodwill. Yup, a few more details indeed. (laughs) She admitted it was an airsoft launcher, but added, Like those used in military simulations. Now, I've been in the military, and I'm somewhat familiar with modern training methods. As far as I know, the military doesn't use airsoft toys. If I'm wrong... If there's some secret high-speed Tier 1-type unit training with airsoft guns, please let me know, and I'll issue a correction, a real one. As you read this, this strange story, the wrong one, is rebounding around the Internet. The fact that none of these mainstream media organizations care enough to correct the story just reinforces something I've known for a long time. When a story is gun-related, the facts simply don't matter.
1: I'm not sure this one's driven by the whole gun thing. Could be. I think it's just
2: one of those... Can you believe how crazy this is?
1: Right. Yeah. And i that's the way the media works now. And that's the way the election was. That's what Putin's taken advantage of. There is a certain amount of. If you had. A, Marshall did the story yesterday. Wasn't it Marshall that brought it to us? Mm, Could have been. Grenade launcher found in a Goodwill story. No, it was, uh, it was oh, know, one of the oh, clips. That's Right, yeah. Marshall's a drinker, so right. you know he did. Who knows what he's doing. Right, we played a new, we played a news story, yeah. and then right. we, we discussed it. Yeah. If you'd have stopped me right in the middle of that and said, "Do you think this actually happened?" I'd have said, "No, I don't think it actually happened." Really, I'm, I'm just talking about it as if it did because it's more fun to just go along with the fact that it did and say, "Oh my God, how did that happen?" And a lot of political stories are like that. A lot, sure. just a lot of stuff in the news. Right. When it comes right down to it, do you think any of that happened? No. Do you think Hillary actually did this? No. You think Trump actually did that? No. It's fun (laughs) to talk about and pretend it did because somebody's claiming it did or has a picture that makes it look like it did or something.
2: Well, 25 years ago, you tell a newspaper editor, editor editor-in-chief, you tell him, we just printed that they found a grenade launcher and it was a toy. He'd run screaming through the newsroom, get a correction out, get a correction out, because he cares primarily about uh, accuracy and uh, reputation and the rest of it. If you told a modern newspaper person or a website person, You know that story we're getting a 1,000 clicks an hour on and has been uh, retweeted 588 times? Turns out it was a toy. Uh, Do you want me to issue a correction? They'd say, why don't you go to lunch first? (laughs) Please. Please.
1: We live in an era, whether it's serious stuff or just kind of funny stuff, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. That's absolutely where we are. It's just where we are as a nation. Now, if that story is entertaining and confirm something about
2: Floridians being stupid or guns or Trump or whatever, mm. we just go with it. Floridians are stupid. Oh, yeah. Here, Well, I'm going to give it a try. Crazy story from the Winter Olympics. Norway's uh, team was accidentally sent 15,000 eggs, and one guy ate them all.
1: <laughs> I saw the, the,
2: that headline. Um, why did they get so many eggs? Well, they are supposed to get 1,500, I guess, and they got 15,000. That's a lot of eggs. That is a lot of eggs. Fifteen hundred's a lot of eggs. Of course, Norway has a big winter Olympics team, because it's always freaking winner there. They're the best, right? Um yeah, they're they're always near the top, yeah. And, and the China- Chinese mes- messaging app, WeChat apologized after its software used the N word as an English translation for the Chinese black foreigner. Really? Hmm.
1: Um, yeah, Norway's a tiny country, but dominates because this is, you know, because it's always winter there, like you said. You
2: ever seen Black Foreigner? That's the all African American band that covers Cold as Ice and the other hits from that great <laughs> 70s band, Black Foreigner. Yeah. So tomorrow <laughs> you can look forward to. It's like to- D. She. <laughs> but not quiet. <laughs> Tomorrow at the Olympics, you can look forward to short t- short track speed skating. Oh, I love that man! They lean into those turns, huh? They got flashing knives on their feet. It's a wonder nobody gets carved up. The legs on those speed oh, yeah. skaters are yeah. unreal. Yeah,
1: women's hacky? Them gals can play hacky. This is the one where they threw together the North Koreans and South Koreans? Is that the oh, one? Oh, that yeah, the, the, that's the, the,
2: right. The South Korean girls are pretty unhappy with that. We, Great, we got to play with a bunch of tapeworm-ridden, starving North Koreans. Super. I was hoping for a medal. Yeah, I've practiced
1: my whole life for this, and now in in the name of this is going to solve something, we're
2: being forced to play with these people? Of course, I don't know if the South Korean women's hockey team is worth a damn anyway. but uh, Snowboarding? Oh, love my kids, will, my kids will like that. Sure. I,
1: I, that I can watch. I still can't take that as a real sport for no for no good reason. What? For no good reason? How dare you say. It sir. just didn't exist when I was a kid, so it doesn't count. Well, that's sensible. Well, I didn't say it. I didn't say it was a good reason. In fact, I stated it was not a good reason. Uh Men's downhill. Do you, think, do you think
2: this laptop computer's real? Here's what you got to know. Tomorrow,
1: <laughs> Saturday, Men's downhill is going on uh on the prime time.
2: Do we have a guy I've never heard of that I've got to root for with all my might? Mm. I haven't heard about that. Our, our women skiers seem to be Beat more. Pete Fuse of Switzerland. F-E-U-Z. How do you I'm s- not voting, rooting for some damn Swiss. How do you pronounce it? F e u z. I, I He's no the guy.
1: Clue. He's going to be the face of the men's downhill.
2: Beat well, Fuse.
1: Pete Fuse? Yeah. Sounds like a new style of dance music. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: slash i heart.
3: important information.